The Nativity Story is an incredible leveller of all kinds of people from all kinds of backgrounds. And if you don't already know this, let me tell you that this story is all about you. This story is for you. This is a story of God displaying his love for you and his pursuit in having a relationship with you. Today, I'm looking at the light of the stars. How does God guide us? Matthew 2 tells us that the Magi came to Jerusalem from the east to meet the king of the Jews, as that's what the stars foretold. These were experts of the night sky. They were astronomers or astrologers, not exactly who you'd expect God to be communicating with. But that's the beauty of the whole story. The unexpected were not just included, but they were told first. So no matter who you are, you are included in this story. If we are listening, then God is wanting to speak to us. So today, my three highlights are going to be to lift, to look and to live. We're looking at lifting our eyes up, looking clearly and living it out. It's incredibly magnificent and majestic that the heavens actually were declaring the glory of God through the stars. I find it amazing that when God created the universe and set the solar system into motion, set the patterns of the planets and the stars and the moons, he knew exactly what the night sky would look that night and what it would be saying. But equally, communicating through the stars is really normal and ordinary and simple. Stars are in all of our everyday lives. And that's just what it's like hearing from God. It's incredibly profound and significant. But equally, it's just normal and ordinary and often just in the everyday things. So how do we hear from God in the normal everyday? We need to lift our sight to him. We need to lift our eyes out of the mundane, out of the daily routine, and we need to actually look up, change our posture, change our position, and look upwards. If you're saying, if you're anything like me, um, listening to God and looking to him is not my first instinct. This is how often things pan out in my life. I'll start thinking about something, and then perhaps I'll research it a bit, and then I'll probably discuss it with my friends and with my family, and then I'll think, oh, this is quite significant, I probably should pray about it. But just like the stars in the night sky, God is there waiting for me to talk to him, waiting for me to communicate to him. So all I need to do is lift my eyes to him first. Have you ever been anywhere where there is absolutely no light pollution? The most incredible night sky I've ever seen was when I was in Uganda. The sheer amount of stars that were in the sky was literally insane. And part of the craziness that I couldn't get my head around was that these stars were always there, but I had never seen them before because of the light pollution. And because of the pure darkness there, each star shone brighter than I'd ever seen before. It was truly breathtaking. I'm really guilty of filling my ears, my eyes, my mind with just constant stimulation from the moment I wake up to when I go to sleep. I have TV, phone, podcasts, music, talking to people, job, the lists go on and on and on. And very rarely do I clear all that noise, clear away all that busyness, clear away all that pollution and just be still. My friend recently told me that having her quiet time is like a train leaving London Victoria Station. At first she sits, but her mind is full and buzzing like city life at the skyscrapers, the crowds, the busyness. But if she sits in the stillness long enough, 
Just like the train journey, she soon finds herself in the rolling countryside, in the peace and quiet, able to see and hear God. Jesus regularly made time to have space to retreat to the quiet and stillness. So if Jesus needed it, how much more do I need it? And so we need to just create space so we can see clearly, so we can look and see God. What habits and disciplines do we need to put into place daily, weekly, yearly to clear that pollution and so we can see the stars, to stop that endless noise and actually listen to God? And finally, live. Matthew 2 continues to say that the star went on before them continually and led the way until it came and stood above the place where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And after entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. And they fell down and worshipped him. And after worshipping, they opened their treasure chests and presented to him gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh, gifts fit for a king. The Magi saw the stars and understood the significance, but that wasn't just it. They lived it out. And in fact, they walked hundreds and hundreds of miles to come and worship him for themselves. They sacrificed time and effort and money because they knew that it was worth it. Worshipping God needs to be our living reality. What are you doing with your life to live out the worship of the saviour of the world every day? How are you choosing to worship him? How are you choosing to act in your day-to-day life? Worshipping God isn't just in our singing, it's in our living. So church, let's live out our worship for God today. And if this journey is brand new to you, we would love you to join us on an Alpha course to explore questions about God further. So please go to our website, aaronchurch.com and make contact. And that can be your first step to living it out today. I pray today that as we lift our eyes to you, God, that we make room so that we can look at you clearly and so that we can put into action and live out our worship to you exactly where we are today. Thank you, church.